What's up, everybody? This is Dusty Coiner talking motorbikes, and I'm on with the mobile bike coach guy. Oh, look, he's wearing the TMB shirt. That's awesome, yep. Ken. Thanks. Yep. Thanks for that, buddy. Ken Hill, man, what is up, dude? Good, to, good to be here, Dustin. Yeah, I know we uh, we kind of missed the last one because I had some drama going on. Um, but, yeah, you got a bar fight or something, right? Like you got beat up. Some dude made got a fat lip. Yeah, I got a bar fight with my dermatologist. Is what I did. <laughs> yeah, it's more like I got into a knife fight with my dermatologist, and he oh, won. Man. Uh, yeah, like it. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I think um, I did a little. I did a little social media PSA, but yeah, wear sunscreen is what it boils down to. I thought you were trying to be an extra on the next Hellraiser movie. Oh, <laughs> no, this is horrible. Yeah, the bottom line is, um, uh, I mean, last time I was on the show, I had a biopsy done that day. Yeah, and it turns out, yeah, it was positive for uh, for some skin cancer, and so um, I've, you know, it's just it's it, it's. You have to remember, we're we're basically getting all the checks cashed that we wrote when we were young. Oh, for sure. This, when it comes to you know, it comes to this, and so for me, it was um, uh, I, I kind of chew on my lip, um, like a little bit under stress, or when I'm driving, or when I'm riding, and all the years cycling with that, it the sun got that spot. So yeah, I had to basically for the people that saw the social media, sorry. But it had to be done. But yeah, they basically removed this whole bottom lip and now it's growing back and it's not fun. I do not recommend it. It does not sound like a good time at it all. Does not like a good, no, it does not. But. So uh, obviously uh, a little over a week ago, you were out at Laguna Seca yep. and you, you, your team, I think had a pretty good weekend. Had a great weekend. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Maz's deal didn't end well, but for CJ, I mean, God, we were P8. I mean, it was... An, I mean, we've been, we were joking that we want all the races to be endurance races uh, because, I mean, we've been P8. That's, you know, it's double points for P8. And that's, for him, that's an outstanding, outstanding result. Absolutely fast, uh, competent. We had a little bit of drama. I mean, we can get into the drama, but yeah, we actually um, qualified decently well. We were, we were looking at a, a solid third row start and then CJ had a off uh, in turn six. And so luckily we had a long time to put the bike back together because the race was at five o'clock and, uh, we, the team did, I can't tell you how, what a great job the, the team did giving CJ a bike where he jumped back on it. And he's just like, dude, this is my bike. Get out of my way. And yeah, we ran, we ran a solid, uh, um, eighth place pit stop was absolutely amazing. And everything, everything went, I mean, this is like what you, this is like what you train for. This is like how yeah. well, it, so it was great. What do you, what do you think, uh, what did your guys think of the new pavement there? Cause that, you know, obviously that was like the point of contention. We were just out there yesterday and oh my God, dude, like it's phenomenal, dude. Like the pavement is just phenomenal. Well, so let's back up a little bit. Right. So we yeah. get noticed a couple of days before that we're riding on Thursday. Right. And so then it was like, holy crap, we're riding on Thursday. Well, for us, you know, we, we, you know, we had the bike sitting there from, from the last round, right? So from the ridge, yeah. right? So we didn't have the luxury of having our bike already prepped. So, you know, normally we get there Thursday for setup. If we're doing crash repair, we fix the bike. If not, we're doing setup and, you know, or servicing on the bike. Well, you know, here we are riding at three o'clock and, you know, of course you're not getting in, into the, into the paddock till 10 AM or whatever the heck it is. Right. So we had a very quick turnaround um, to do that. And CJ literally got off the plane in Monterey came to the track and had like 45 minutes before he was out on track. I mean, it was, it was tough. 
So, yeah. and then there was a little bit of a tire drama because we weren't, we were not up to speed on how um, the tire allocations were, were going to be done. And so we were scrambling. We actually went out on a bunch of used tires um, for, that we had from uh, Road America because they're good. You only had a certain amount of tires, right? So yeah, we, we didn't want, even though we have so much tests, we didn't want to burn up our stuff. So the bottom line is we got to ride Thursday and get an idea what the what the track was like. Um, both riders uh, were surprised that it was bumpier than they thought. They thought that some there was some bumps were gone, but a lot of bumps were as you since you rode it. A lot of turn one, were, dude, right? Yeah, a <laughs> lot of bumps were added. Turn one's sharper. Yeah. Um, so they they struggled with. I mean, they're like, I what I was doing last year doesn't work over one. So this year we had to modify what we did over one. Um, and again, little bit bumps in three, bumps, big bumps in four. Um, so the the you know the dip, the dip in six, of course, is still there. Um, it's not as big, but it still g's you out. You oh, know? for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then and then the way the pavement looked, right? It it looked wet, and so. Yeah. When they went out, they're like, "Is the pavement wetter?" They can't. They couldn't really tell. So yeah, it looks like they. It looks like somebody sprayed water over the top of it, man. It looks really weird, but it, it is. And they both said grip was good, but they initially, of course, I mean, really, what Thursday was about was putting rubber down. I mean, that's honestly what it was yeah. about. Guys, go put some rubber down because the track is that green. And I mean, CJ got up to actually a very good pace uh, right out of the gate. Um, so did Maz. Um, they both said grip was good, but it was ice offline. Offline, they said it was just you really had to be careful. So really, uh, precision was the name of the game. And as you know, the track got better and better and better. So yeah, Thursday we got to ride Thursday, which was which was super cool. Um, but um, uh, and we learned a lot. It was kind of a little bit of an extra day for us to try a couple things. Uh, but yeah, they they both loved the track. The grip was phenomenal. Um, as a matter of fact, we actually had to try to put a little bit more feel into the bike um, because there's just a little bit of a, 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 a muted, muted feeling with the hand to, to rear tire connection. Yeah. So we had to try to do something to get a little bit more feel uh, out of the rear to kind of like what the hell is going on. Uh, and the tire pressures were a big deal as well. We played around a lot with tire pressures. We went up, down and just and just tried some stuff. So um, anyway, yeah, so they, they liked it. Grip was great, but it definitely was a little bit of a learning, learning curve. Yeah. I mean, you know, our guys went out, um, well, I think Cam and Jake both rode on uh 4th of July for a couple sessions, right? It's like a last minute, Hey, we're doing a test today. Like I, I a handful of teams went out. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was all the superbike teams or what. I don't, I don't know the specifics on all of that, but, um, you know, it's weird. I, I got a phone call from Richard like on Sunday leading up to that. And was like, hey, man, make sure you're available on 4th of July morning. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, we need to have you remote in and do the um, do the my laps thing. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> and then uh, they get there and they had Moto America set up timing. So I was off the hook. He's like, yeah, you're off the hook this morning. You can go do your ride. I'm like, OK, cool. Um, yeah, I know the big deal. I talked to, actually, I talked to Richard a little bit about when they were, they were a, a little bit about that, that, you know, they, they got to ride, which was great. Yeah. But a lot of the data they got was non-existent because they were using yeah. tires that didn't work. Right. So they're just right. soft tires. So they were able to ride a little bit, but yeah, the, the data wasn't, uh, the data wasn't, wasn't too great. Yeah. So one of the things that I noticed out there was, um, 
you know, just riding around, the biggest thing for me was like the jump and turn one, basically, right? Like on even on my bike, I, you know, the rear wheel, even, the front wheel is already kind of coming off the ground a little bit right there. And then the rear kind of comes off a little bit and does this number. And I'm like, you know, I was kind of like, all right, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of three quarter tarted in that way. So I, I kind of dug it. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, how do you do that? Like lap after lap? Like, and how do you tune the electronics to deal with that? Yeah, luckily, I mean, on our side, just because it's super sport, we don't have much in the way of electronics to deal with it, but we have rider aids that'll deal with it. And Maz, Maz's side of the, the tent initially struggled with that a little bit more. You could hear it as yeah. he went over that. You could hear the thing upset and pumping over the top. Yeah. Um, and just, just, and you could, I mean, you could just see us also obviously see his throttle trace. And with CJ, we just, I mean, basically we got him on the rear brake early and we just rode the rear brake over it okay. um, against throttle. And he was actually able to stick, keep it pinned over the top by just modulating the rear brake. But he had to be, the trick was he had to be on the rear brake early yeah. because if you try to do it late, you weren't going to get it late. So you'd kind of get into the rear brake and kind of, you know, be coming over it on the rear brake, apply more rear brake, especially on the downside, and then you could release it. Yeah, but, that's that's a lot. <laughs> and that, yes, it that's is. Like shit to remember, man. That's like busy. I don't know. Yeah, I'm that's like that. work. What's up with that? I'm like, yeah. dude, I don't want that much effort in my riding. <laughs> yeah, it's easier. Like, Especially can't we do something here. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, just you know, just take that out of there in the, on the laptop, bro. Like, on that one spot. That's what I mean. That's what they were doing. But even Jake was saying that he couldn't. You know, last year he could hold the thing. Yep. You know, full Let stick right there. Yeah, yeah the and 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 this year, you know, they're giving the bike quite a bit more power because they kind of have to. Um, and I, you know, I don't think Jake was able to go, you know, full stick right there. I think he had to, I think he had to lift a little. So Cam too, I think. So I didn't watch too much of the super bikes over there, but yeah, I mean, again, in our in our in our world, um, it, it it affected our world as well, and it affected what we had to do. Uh, I know on Maz's side, they ended up going with a different shock setting that helped that. Yeah. Um, and because it was, when you look at the lap time, you know, it's just like anytime that you have somebody with wide open acceleration versus somebody with decel, the lap time just, just, I mean, it's massive. Yeah. So we're yeah. just trying to mitigate that. They ended up going, I believe, going to a different shock setting that helped that for him quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like suddenly like, we never really talk about turn one. It's like, yeah, you just go do your thing. But it's like, hey, this is a little bit of a problem now. Yeah, I mean, I kind of go there and I just kind of hang out and do the Attack Yamaha, you know, Instagram <laughs> the weekend, right? And, you know, I just hang out, listen to Richard. Or, or hand out shirts, yeah. Or that, yeah. I got. <laughs> I had to give you a shirt, man. Shit. You're like, you're like my, you're like my other regular, you know? There you go. Um, but, you know, it was, um, it seemed like a pretty good crowd fan-wise, Um Again, this weekend, I was, uh, I was, I was shocked at um, how many Harley fans you see at Laguna. So it's, it's funny. It's starting to turn into bike week, right? Like, I, I got to tell you, we, I, um, you and I had not pre-framed any of this, right? You just no. you know, jump on here and start talking. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I was jacked for the Harley thing. I know, right? I had a little bit of a conversation with Wyman. Um, you know, of course, I know Hayden as well. And I had a little bit of conversation with, with Wyman. And uh, I was like... I, I, I mean, I love it. I really do. I mean, is that sort of, so for, my world's a little bit different than say Richard's world or some other yeah. people's, right? which is like, you're riding a super bike and I get it. 
for me, it's, you know, you train the, the, we train, you know, riders to ride, you know, any bike in any condition, anywhere at any time, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. And so to see how fast those guys are riding those things, well, one, sure. how well they're, I mean, the, the, the bikes are capable of that speed, which is insane. Yeah. And how well those bikes are working and how, like, for instance, how much throttle uh, Tyler is using, uh, um, I mean, how much throttle he's using on the side of the tire. I'm like, oh my God, this is a high yeah. side happen, but he gets away with it. How much, you know, entry, you know, like how much entry Kyle's using is just unbelievable. And the brake pressure too, right? Like how much mm -hmm. brake pressure they are at entry. And I mean, those things are like, I mean, obviously it didn't work out for Kyle or Tyler in that one race, but like, worked holy out, shit. Out well Hayden, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, it is kind of weird, you know, like I've been going to, I've been going to Laguna for over 20 years and, you know, I remember it being like the sport bike event. Daytona was the Harley event. And, oh, you know, how many been to Ducati Island, right? I mean, yeah, there is no Ducati Island now. It's like Harley Island. Correct. Uh -huh. You know, um, and, you know, it used to be, obviously it used to be World Superbike and then, or MotoGP or Grand Prix, you know, um, but since, since it's only Motor America, I've noticed like the vendor area is smaller and, um, you know, the island is now shifted from, du away from Ducati to Harley. And um, it's, it's kind of a little strange, but at the same time, man, the racing in that class is pretty exciting. And I mean, even the hooligan shit was exciting, you so, know? Yeah. I mean, so I was going to follow up with that. So yeah, the bottom line is the Harley thing. I mean, again, for me and rider training is I want, I want people to be able to ride anything. And that's kind of the hallmark and you do it, right? It's like, yeah. you know, Dustin, go ride the R3. Okay. Dustin, ride the R1. Okay. Dustin, go ride the Multistrada. Okay. You don't care. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. yesterday I rode the two up sled and in the first session I got popped for sound. One, it was a 103 day and they popped me for 103.6. And I'm like, really? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And so I was like, ah, fuck this thing. And, and I went and rode R1s the rest of the day. Yeah. I rode a couple of different R1s. Um, and then I rode my R1, which I tried to ride it more because it's like way more fun to ride. It's like that thing is exciting to ride because it like tries to kill you and it's great. Um, and it makes the best noises, right? <laughs> um, you know, but um, yeah, it, it was a good time. You know, I've got a commenter on there asking about how our track day was. And dude, it was just phenomenal. You know, yeah. it, was, it was 103 decibels. It was three groups, 30 riders max per group. Um, it was a little bit more money than normal. Um, but I tell you what, man, I mean, it felt like if you could be out there riding every, I did, I think I did six sessions yesterday, back to back to back to back. Oh yeah. I love it. Well, like I said, it was amazing yesterday, a race weekend. It was shit. Right. Yeah. Well, like I said, the, the, the idea is to be able to ride any bike, anywhere, anytime, anywhere, any condition, doesn't matter. And the Harley guys are getting it done. And then to your point on super hooligans, dude, I had a bunch of riders Pacific Northwest that were in the hooligans thing. And it's unbelievable. So that class is getting insanely um, uh, <laughs> competitive and racy. And there's a lot of rule stuff that are now happening. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean like with, I mean, some guys are getting protested and disqualified and mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's real stuff happening there. And also I got to give a shout out. There was three women in the top 10. Yes. Yeah. And to be clear, not going slow. 
No, I mean, it was a Shalina was one of them, right? Um, and then uh, Mallory, Mallory Dobbs. I, I think I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to try to talk to Mallory next week. But uh, yeah, you should. But uh, yeah, I was nice talking to her over the weekend, and she seems super. She seems super switched on. Um, and I always Shalina is always a she's like a living cartoon character, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know who who else was uh, who was the I other. I think Hannah Stockton from Portland. Okay. Okay. Or Hannah, I'm sorry, Hannah Johnson from, from Portland. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, she she was writing a Ducati as well and, and getting the job done. So yeah, I, I mean, the bottom line is, to be clear, they were not going slow and they were racy. I mean, it was it was um, it was awesome to see. And so that's I don't know. Like I said, I'm a big fan of that class, and and I think there's. I think there's a lot happening. With, I'll, I'll, I'll go on record. There's a lot happening with that class. I think the manufacturers yeah. involved. Yes. I think, I think there's teams that are getting involved. They've set it up to where people can ride the entire series at a reasonable level at cool tracks. Um, I, I really like that setup. I saw what looked like a naked SV, you know, like the SVS or whatever. And then yep. I also saw, you know, obviously there's the Indian and there's a bunch of Harley's shit, you know, it's yep. like, and then the, and Ducati and KTM. Right. But then the one thing I also noticed is that, and it's hard to tell as a fan, just on the outside watching, um, but there's like different classes within the hooligan too. So it's like, yeah, I mean, air, there's like an air cooled thing and I don't yeah. know what else there is, but I know there's air cooled stuff. So I think that's what Hawk Mazota is running. Um, and most of the Harley guys, I think, are running the air-cooled class, right? Yeah, um, well, there's there's an A and a B. I mean, they had yeah. so many years, it was an A and a B, which is, I mean, honestly, that's that's what we that's what we want. So yeah. I, I, I was, again, I'm stoked. I, I think that, again, my thing, like the motor the motorcycle kind of doesn't matter. Um, you should be able to get on the thing and ride it. So the fact that we're getting a lot of Harley guys and a lot of super hooligans guys and people are throwing money at it because it's so freaking fun and awesome to watch. Yeah. I mean, the hooligans weight race was amazing. I mean, the Indians are so fast. I mean, Debrino's bike is fast. They've done a great job with that bike, yeah. but how hard he's having to ride. Dude, Debrino, Debrino's talking about his bike. Like you guys are on the R6, right? Like he's, you know, he's a little, um, he's like, I, I feel like I'm bringing a knife to a, grenade fight <laughs> yeah i mean i get it i get it um yeah that's tough that is that is tough i mean we can talk about the r6 thing in a minute but yeah, yeah. but the yeah, yeah but the harley the harley and super hooligans thing that is a really good time that is a really good time and um and i i am i'm a fan of it um for sure so yeah Okay, so okay, so there's a couple other commenters, and you know what the the guy that was asking about the Laguna Day, his name was uh, Stephen Pettinger, and yeah. um, he said he met you at Road America last year, and he's like, yeah. I'm not just any commenter. <laughs> um, okay, so usually, I've got um, usually you lead off with, and and bearded Jixer says. Yeah, well, I was I wasn't looking at the screen when I. I'm just because yeah. I watch the other stuff too. So. Yeah, Bearded Dixer, I haven't seen him pop up yet. I see Irate Barry. He's got a few comments. Awesome, um, great. Let, let's, you know. let's. I mean, we got we've we've covered a lot in a short amount of time. So yeah, yeah let's. Uh, yeah, let's, well, you know, to continue on with the day, I mean, it was like, um, like I was saying about the the weather yesterday. It was insane. It was like seventy, you know, sunny t-shirt weather. 
where on the race weekend, like I, I don't believe I've ever on a on a Laguna race weekend ever worn a jacket in July all weekend. Usually, maybe one day or at night, but oh, all weekend, dude. Well, I'm, out, had I'm out on the grid holding Jake's umbrella in a fucking jacket, dude. I'm like, or riders complaining about the wind. We had riders complaining about the wind. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like it was like the the wind somehow left from the Willow Springs area, and yeah. you brought it. Yeah, brought I, it. I brought it with from the AV. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, yeah, I guess I, I mean, well, let's get into some questions, and there's some more stuff we can talk about on the Super Sports. All right, show. yeah, okay. So, um, uh, Knutson, uh, Mark Knutson says that uh, he says, "What are your thoughts on FIM considering World Superbike or MotoGP going back to Laguna?" Felt like some folks there were checking out the place. Is that what do you think about that? I, I think Richard had some commentary on that, but I, I don't know. Like I think um I I personally I don't I don't think they'll pass it, will they? Because it's I don't like think a, they'll pass it. I think the bikes have gotten so much faster there. Um yeah. that I think it'd be I think it'd be and of course now they've got more grip, right? They I think it would be grip. awesome if they were, but I mean I, I mean I think they came to they're a little too bougie for us now. Yeah, I think if they came to Laguna, it would be strictly for the fans and the show. I mean, yeah. it, it's, I, I do think that they've outgrown Laguna. I mean, the straightaways get very short on a MotoGP bike. And um, again, with the grip and with, I mean, you look at some of the runoff, right? I mean, turn five runoff is basically not, I mean, it's not that great. Um, even, yeah. even, even if you lose the front, like late into the corkscrew because you know going into the corkscrew is not bad but if you lose it late the wall comes back at you yeah there's there's i mean there's some spots there that are for sure an issue and i i don't know but i'd love to see MotoGP bikes back there of course i would right but i think that they've kind of outgrown that place a little bit yeah i'm kind of thinking that as well and then uh barry's got a couple of questions um He's like, what dictates the decibel limit for a track day? Uh, a bigger check. Yeah, I mean right? that's that's a, that that is exactly it. It's like a it's like a super um, it's a good relationship between the county and um, the neighbors, and the county is like, yeah, yeah, neighbors, here's the rule, and then you know they're like, but if you pay more money, well, no, well, we no problem. Listen that day. Right. We won't, we won't, rec- we won't collect the sound recordings. Right. Day. Right. I mean, you know, even at our day yesterday, I think I had, um, I think I still had like 16 or 17 violations, but all the violations except for one. And I'm going to talk shit about this person by name. Cause like she comes with clapped out bike every time, but, um, most of the violations were only within one, one DB. So it was like, you know, like I said, mine, I got, I got popped on the two up sled for one Oh three point six. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? You're going to stop me for 0.6, you know? But most, like, there was a 0.3 on there, you know? I'm like, really? Um, but, uh, yeah, Bridget LeBeer, she got popped in the first session for 108. So Oof. I'm like, dude, how the hell does your pile go 108? Loud. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's like, maybe she's got one of those, like, bike night exhausts. You know, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, 108. And then she was like asking for pipes all day. Like, do you have a spare R6 pipe? And I'm like, no, 
<laughs> we, when we go down to Jennings, we actually had Graves build us. Uh, we've got special longer with DB killers built into, into the Yeah. Game. And we can run all day wide open, never worry about it. It's heaven just to yeah. have when we go to Jennings to have these things. Yeah, I, I had the similar thing from Yoshimura. They, they actually made me a couple of pipes last year because the race weekend was 105. And uh, there's no way the works exhaust is going to go 105. I mean, it's yeah. got to be unlimited. So they made me a couple of different pipes. I tried this one. It was like a carbon, um, what is it called? Alpha, car, a carbon alpha pipe that they made and I guess they packed the shit out of it and then put a DV killer in it too. <laughs> so there you go. yeah. And I, I didn't have any problems on that thing. And I was basically, you know, on the paint right there, full stick, you know, by awesome. the side. never had a problem. So, um, okay. So what else we got here? Um, yeah. Uh, what do you, Oh, Armo race this past weekend. So Ken, what do you think about Shane Turpin hopping back in the saddle? I, did he ride this weekend? I he didn't know. He did, dude. He rode some fucking like old. I don't even know what the fuck it was. <laughs> I didn't. It was old. I, I honestly didn't look at any of the results um, from Armour, so I don't know how uh, anybody anybody did. But I mean, Shane is. I mean, I worked with Shane for years, Yamaha School, and then with the Rick program, Shane is insanely fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's super. Oh, fast. You know what? It was a Ducati, I think, of some sort. Well, typically, I mean. Yeah. I, Shane's not going to, I don't know how he did, but Shane typically will not enter a race. He's not going to win. So, Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen Shane race at MRA back in the day and, you know, he was like racing and winning races as a crippled, you know, like oh, yeah. he'd, he'd yeah, like yeah. wheel, he's, he'd be in a wheelchair, roll his wheelchair in his leathers up to the, up to the grid, get on his bike and go beat up on people. So he's insanely fast. That dude's a beast. Yeah. That yeah. dude's a beast. Um, but yeah, like, I guess, uh, you know, there was, there was a little bit of drama, you know, Davy Stone was out there, you know, I don't know if you remember that dude. Um, he was, a, he's this old racer from Arizona and, um, I guess he knows Shane pretty well. And, uh, but he was taking, he was making posts, I guess Shane got torn a tear down. <laughs> like that's one thing I've heard about Arma is like, it's very, uh, there's a bunch of rule book commandos there. It's like SCCA car racing. Yeah. Where I mean, they're going to be measuring windshield screws. I mean, it's just yeah. that's just that's just how it is. Yeah, um, Arma definitely follows. There's, I would say, for people that are worried about the racing on track, there's people worried about the race in the garage. Yeah, and so you know they're 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 racing for tech. That's that's their thing. So yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So, I mean, when we rolled up on Sunday afternoon, like I, I literally rolled up the track allowed me to drop my trailer there, which is super cool of them to do that. Um, Cause usually like every time you call the track, I joke about this. I mean, it's not exactly true, but it's kind of true. Like every time you call them, you get another bill for five grand, you know? So um, what I look, I, this is me, bro. Like I, you know, I get it. <laughs> um, so they, you know, they, they allowed me to drop the trailer there and leave it there for a couple of days. And, um, so we get there on Sunday and right after I dropped the trailer off, we were, we were over by turn five area when the, at the start of like a 250 GP race. And I was like, holy shit, let's check out this 250 shit. I haven't seen a two stroke on the track in years. So we watched it a little bit. It was, it looked like it was a six lap race. I don't know who was in it. Um, but it's probably the usual suspects. 
right? Um, but um, they they do they do smell cool, you know. They smell cool. They you know they make cool noises that you know throw me back to childhood. Yeah. And um, I did run a lap time on the leader, and he was doing like thirty sevens. So I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like I went faster than that at the track day yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like by a lot. Um, Some of the other guys are super, or I mean, obviously, like you know Shane and I mean, who I don't know who else was there, but I mean, some of those guys are just insanely fast. Yeah, most of them are not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what because Arma, if I'm not mistaken, the paddock looked pretty full, but they have like 1,100 classes, right? Um, it seemed like a pretty full grid of bikes, but you know, I, I don't know what level of I don't know what class exactly it was or. You know, if it was like the B class, I don't even know. But um, I didn't stay past that. But I didn't actually watch the whole race either. I was like, man, that's cool. All right, let's go eat. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. Like two weekends in a row of racing out there, and then you know doing the track day thing. It was a good time. You know, I love that area too, man. Like I, I did, I did it both weekends uh, during Moto America and during uh, our track day weekend. Um, I, I spent a bunch of time on the bicycle, so solid love riding that area. Uh, it is nice, right? It's not too hot. I mean, yeah. the views could be great. You got to pedal around a little bit. There's tons of climbing. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, like I, the, this ride I did, uh, I did the loop, you know, I did from basically Salinas and then all the way to 17 mile drive loop. But this time, because the during the Superbike weekend, um, there was like the golf tournament, the Women's U.S. Open. Yep. So I couldn't ride on the front of the 17-mile drive loop. So this time I got to do the whole loop. And um, I got to see deer, like, er, you know, be get a little bit when you see beach deer. <laughs> yeah, I, I've pedaled out there as well. And it is, I got to say, it is worth pedaling out there. Yeah. Um, it is It is beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a it's a good time, you know. And so then we did the whole, uh, you know, Lily, Lily and I, my wife, we've done like every time we go to Laguna, like we've done, we've hung out in Carmel, you know, we've done Monterey, Pacific Grove, all that. So this time we're like, okay, let's go to Santa Cruz. That was that was interesting. That was another. That's a different area. Yes. Yeah, it's um, it's sort of like uh, the the Central Coast version of Venice. Yeah, that I was gonna say that is not Monterey and Carmel. No. <laughs> yeah. I said yeah. Venice, dude. I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I could say surf ghetto. Yeah, it's accurate. Yeah, it's accurate. But uh, you know, the boardwalk was cool, and you know, the downtown stuff was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, you know, that's that's kind of what we do. And uh, again, that chef guy cooked us dinner, dude again dude he cooked us dinner the other night man it was like insane it was like <laughs> yeah this time he was like cheddar biscuits you know yeah well that's the lobster life. lobster tail that's the life of dustin coiner for sure dude. i mean the, i mean how could you tell tell the chef offer him to cook for you no i you know you can't you can't <laughs> oh my god but yeah right. um yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, Pettinger says, so glad that Armo was able to rent at 105 the years that he raced there. Um, I think most of the orgs that are motorbikes, except for the big ones, are 
the big events are the uh, the unlimited sound day ones. Um, August Nord says, "Be cool and give us cam degrees for the superbike head and cams." I don't know what. I think maybe she means super sport. Um, well, yeah. I think there's some more, I think there's some more stuff to talk about for sure on yeah. at least on the super sport side. So yeah, I mean, you saw you saw the show with Richard, the spicy show last week with Richard, right? <laughs> Like, yeah, like sure. I mean, I'm rolling up my sleeves yeah, and wondering if you're going to go off too. Water. I don't know what Richard was drinking that night, but he was jacked and, you know, that's fine. I love it. Starbucks, um, Starbucks, a lot of Starbucks. Oh, oh yeah. That, I think that was just full of like, you know, pure espresso shots or something. But, oh, dude. Yeah. So yeah, the, the silver head thing <laughs> is a little, is a little, it is a little frustrating because yeah. Um, I, I guess when you look at the big picture, right? What are they trying to do? They're trying to mimic FIM, you know? Yeah, rules. yeah. They're... And if that's the case, you know, they we had this weird ruling on our stuff um, for the new gen in in 2022. Hey, we could do some silver head porting, but it's just opening up the you know the mouth of the yeah port, the ports. We don't get full porting, and the problem was there wasn't a lot of data available on that. I mean, so we end up having to kind of just like everybody else, right? You got to build it, you know, figure it out if it works. Everything's got to be remapped. I mean, so you're basically redeveloping things at that point. Well, it was a little bit of a struggle. There was no data on World Super Sports stuff, but we couldn't use that, which is a bummer. And the whole idea is, well, I wish we could have used full porting back then. It would have made things, I think, quite a bit more yeah. easy. And we would have had even more development time on that because the way it is now, I mean, you, you get to, you know, you get to open up the, the throat a little bit, but I mean, that's it. You're done. There's no more development that ha is happening there that right. you're limited where, when you start getting into reshaping ports and cam profiles and all that, and you have a lot more room for, for development and we were hamstrung. So that, that was it. That's all we were getting. And I mean, all, I mean, Richard knows because Richard's built these has built these motors. It's like, yeah. I'm not getting any more. That's that's it. Yeah. And so um, it would have been nice if we obviously would have had that that right at, right out of the gate. And then as as this new gen thing has developed a little bit, yeah, it has been a little bit of an exercise and frustration being on a Yamaha. Um, obviously, it's a great chassis. Um, we have so much data on them. The bikes work incredibly well. Um, but. I, <laughs> We're not racing 600s, right? I mean, we're not. Yeah. We're, that's, the bottom line is, we're not racing other 600s, right? So, for us, it has been a little bit of a struggle. And and you know, yes, I know Moto America has, has made some concessions here and there, but yeah, I mean, we're still struggling. And so the the when this new cylinder head thing came out, and I hope people, you know, people are like, oh my god, they just came out with it on Thursday. That was not the case, right? I mean, it yes, they made the, the official announcement on Thursday. Yeah. Behind that, the scenes. Yeah, it's been in the works for a while. I know that Yamaha has been kind of spearheading, pushing something for next year. And I guess, you know, uh, talking to some people at Yamaha, um, you know, basically they've been I mean, we had conversations to allow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had conversations with Yamaha and, and uh, Moto America uh, th literally this time last year. Yeah. Like, and we, we kind of opened the doors like, hey, look, we need full cylinder head porting. We need wheels. Right. And we kind of like, threw out three or four things, hoping to get one <laughs> back. And I mean, we didn't get any, which, you know, which is a bummer, ride harder. Yeah, fuck you, ride harder. 
stuffing yeah, a pussy. I mean, that is a little bit of a that is a little bit of a tough one to swallow when you basically are dealing with a horsepower advantage. I I, I mean I understand the concept for sure. It's not even a horsepower, right? It's like the torque off the bottom too. The well, R six is you know. You're racing against a thousand V twin and a seven fifty. I mean, they have torque. Well, your, your your key word is you're racing, right? So right. when you're racing, things are different than lap time. They're different than yeah. They're, they're a little bit different, and I know there's a thousand ways to look at the data and a thousand ways to look at all the algorithms. But the bottom line is, is when you get into a race with one of those bikes on an R six, you're going to get punched in the face. Yeah, that's the way it is. So going back to that is, yeah, there was some things in the works behind the scenes. Um, I mean, we were contacted and, you know, we worked through some of the issues that, that, that we may or may not have had, you know, getting that approved. And, you know, we made, we as a team had to make some decisions on our side with CJ and the other side of the tent with Maz had to make their decisions on, on what they wanted to do. And, you know, we're, we're both probably going to end up in a little bit of a different place on that. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Each team gets to make decisions individually with it, but the bottom line is, yeah, it's, it, here we are, you know, middle of the season or past and, you know, yeah. spending more money and, and more time on development um, is, is, is rough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see it on both sides, you know, from, from that angle, but also like, you guys want to be more competitive. You guys are allowed something new. You guys are not going to not do it, right? I mean, it's is, it's. A is, tough, do you think the juice is worth the squeeze? No, I don't. Fuck, I know okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't. And and it, well, you have to look at it in the context of where you're at, right? I mean, like you look at Josh. We're not quite racing Josh yet. Okay. I mean, so so we. If Josh Hayes jumped on our bike, could Josh go faster than our rider? Probably, maybe. You know, I know there's there's some things there. Yeah. So we have more room with our rider and our bike. Yeah. And we're going to do that, right? We're going to double down and kick ass. We've we've made massive massive um, inroads on our performance, and we're going to continue to do that. Now, are we going to get? Are we going to plateau out again? Of course, we're going to plateau out again. But right now, that's not the biggest thing that's holding us back. If I spend $10,000 on a cylinder head, or if and this, honestly, if the team spends $10,000 on a cylinder head, how is that going to improve my lap time? And the, the result is it's, I can't be guaranteed that that's going to improve my lap time. Um, not without some more development work. Now, yes, you can say, can't, will that make us race better against those bikes? We don't know, but I don't know. I'm not, I mean, for us, I'm personally not 100% sold on the return on the investment. I was curious about that. I mean, I know that people are going to do it. I have a little bit of a different take on it, right? I mean, yeah. I'm not going to... I Well, you talked about it at the beginning too, right? Like, you, you know, when they were talking about the allowances and stuff, you're like, oh yeah, you know, all that stuff. Most Most of the riders on the grid right now, even with those allowances, won't go any faster, you know? That that's correct. And that yeah, was like, that was a year ago. You said that. I, don't know if there's, I just don't know if there's a big, a big enough fundamental change for us to, to do anything. I mean, not taking away anything from like, from let, Josh. why don't we allow two mil overs? <laughs> well, trust me, that's, that, that has been, that dart has been thrown. Trust me. Right. Uh, oh yeah. A lot of things have been thrown, but I mean, look at Josh. I mean, Josh did not have a cylinder head on Friday, I think. And he had a cylinder head on Saturday. I, I, I'm not sure the exact thing on that. And, 
Um, did he go faster? Yeah. But would he be gone faster anyway? Yes, of course he would have, right? right. The track's coming in and, and you're figuring stuff out. Were his trap speeds any different? No, they weren't. And so, um, and, and honestly, our trap speed was less than a mile an hour off his, and we, and we didn't have that. Now, yeah. again, that doesn't mean the bike doesn't race potentially better. Yeah. But for us, we're, we're, I mean, do you think it, do you think it changes the torque curve at all? It changes I mean, a lot. Yeah. That, I mean, yes. that's probably what they're looking for. Right. I mean, yeah, it changes a lot. It, you know, August, again, August North says Superbike head is worth for about 1.5 horsepower. <laughs> they're, they're, they're worth more than that, but there's, you have to look at it in the whole picture, right? You're not just getting, you can't just, it's not a dyno chart. You mean, it's well, the not, thing is like, I, I, you know, experience of racing in R6, when you add a bunch of horsepower to the R6, then you, then the chassis is like, Hey man, fuck you. You know? Well, not only that, but the RPMs change. Yeah. So RPMs change, so gearing changes. Right. Right. And then potentially other settings change. Um, and then engine engine longevity now becomes a serious issue, right? right? Now we're doing engine every two rounds instead of having an engine every four to five rounds. Right. I mean, it just the whole thing compounds. And for, for us, if it's worth two tenths of a second, you know, two tenths a lap, we have other things to chase that'll get us that two tenths. So, right. I, I want to be proven differently and I hope I'm proven differently, but I want to be proven differently first. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, Stan Boley was pretty heated about that subject and I know he was asking for that kind of stuff after Daytona last year. So it's taken all this time to like kind of catch up and world super sport, their bikes are missiles, dude. Like when, I'm when we, saying, we, we I'm have off season, we wouldn't do it right. because we would have time. Right. Here, I mean, yeah. Even to do something between Laguna and Brainerd, there's not enough time. I mean, for that to be properly developed and vetted is is more than a 45 day process. That's yeah. just the reality of it. And so, you know, do we put something on there that's not proven and tested, and then we get our that becomes a variable, and we get punched in the face with that? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm not saying that's not something we would do if we stick on our R6 for next year. Yeah. Um, but we would take the off season to develop that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I was going to say, you know, we, we, sh we shared a garage, right. With in world super sport, uh, well, world Superbike weekend, we like, we split the garage with this, uh, privateer team, um, on an R6. They had a couple of R6s there and, uh, you know, I had the, they had the body work off at one point and, you know, the state of tune of their R6s were quite a bit farther out. It looks out. like a super bike. Yeah, dude. Like, they had a radiator with, like, wings yeah. on it and stuff. Yeah, like, it, it, yeah. Oh, I just, I know I I worked with Valentin, and Valentin's on the GMT team. And yeah. I, I, yes, I'm well aware. So, uh, we got another commenter coming in. Um, Mike C says, the R6 homologation runs out January of 2025. So 2024 is the last year the R6 can be raced. So when's the R9 going to appear? Have you heard anything there? I haven't heard anything. Yeah, so there's a couple comments there. One is you have to remember with the new gen rules with the R6 is we have to run the Medtronic ECU next year. So we there's I've asked Moto America for some information about that. And yeah, so so basically we have everybody has to run, doesn't matter the bike. Everybody has to run the same ECU next year. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So 
we don't have all the answers of what that ECU is going to look like with the R6. Now, I know there might be one or two people in the, in the Moto America paddock that's actually run that on that R6 to know what it has. I've not been able to get good reliable information on what the Matronic ECU has done with the R6. I do know that in the R6 world, so when you look at the Ducati and you look at the 750, I mean, there's certain parameters of the ECU that are locked. Right? There's things that, that, that can't be changed, right? Throttle angle, some timing. You can still adjust like air fuel and engine braking and a few other things. But on the R6, that ECU is going to be open except for timing. And so if, if we decide to run R6s next year, then we have to go through full development package with the Medtronic ECU. So it's not, I mean... Again, we're starting from square one where we take our bike, what house it sits now, new wire harness, new ECU, right? So however much money that's going to cost, plus the time to develop all of the mapping that has to go along with that. So, yeah, I mean, this is, that's not, I mean, it's, it's probably a 15,000 to $20,000 investment with the same motorcycle. So, so that's, that's one part of it. And then to, to, Shit, to man. like, yeah, it so, just so, bums me out, dude. <laughs> so, the, to, to dovetail off that, then what happens to the ZX6, right? Because the ZX6 doesn't have fly by wire. So, is someone going to develop a fly by wire kit then for the ZX6 that's going to allow the ZX6 to be run? So, I mean, this could be the ZX6's last year, and somebody, unless somebody does that. So, that's a little dovetail. As far as the, the R9, um, I think we are going to see an R9 for, for next year. It's been really quiet lately, though, on that yeah. bike. There was more chatter about it last year than there was this year. Like two years ago. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think if that bike was, I think if that bike is going to happen, we're going to be hearing about it in the next eight weeks, the next two months. Yeah. And if we don't hear about it in the next two months, it's not happening. Well, usually, I mean, I've been with Yamaha for 15 years, right? And usually when there's a new something-something, it's September, October-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so right? That's, that's, right, that's right what yeah. we're talking about. So yeah. um, there's chatter about it. I mean, I can tell you, I mean, I, I know I've been told that the engine is extremely good. Yeah. Um, the engine electronics that factory are very, very good. The problem was um, who – it was still undecided almost this time last year what the chassis was going to be. Okay. Um, but I can tell you this, I can tell you, I mean, I'm not going to guarantee it, but I can almost guarantee if they put together an R6, R9, it's going to be a $15,000 bike. Right. No one's buying a $15,000 R9. I don't think. Well, that's, that's the price point of the R1 basically. Right I, now. I think that bike is going to be a R7 derivative type of a bike with an R9 motor. I think that's just what it's going to be, be like 10, 12 grand basically. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I think that's where it's going to end up. And um, again, we're not going to know anything about that bike till we, to one, yeah. till we know what happens. And two, we get our hands on one. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I got a text message yesterday from my Yamaha dude saying, Hey dude, I think I've got an XSR 900 for you. I was like, about time, dude. That's awesome. So, Have you ridden one of those? Uh, I mean, I, I've ridden the MT-09, which is the same engine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love those bikes. I think but, they're freaking blast yeah so the xsr 900 is like um i was kind of i've been kind of uh toying with the idea of doing some kind of content with one um and going and buying my first motorcycle again like uh 
my first motorcycle was a 1981 Yamaha Special 850. Dude, this um, is like, I mean, it's the same the, sort of yeah, as that. It's like know? I was running a Yamaha Triple before they were cool. Um, it had a Kickstarter. It also had gum wrappers for fuses. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been, to- I've been toying with that. Buying yeah. one. You can buy yeah. one for like 2500 bucks. It's in pretty good shape. So um, I, I, th- I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, those are super. I, I, I mean, for me, if it's got two wheels and a throttle, I'm all in, right? Right. I, I think they're all they're all fun, but I think you'd have a good time on that. Well, I'm all about the gold wheels too, right? Like I'm total scumbag like that, <laughs> like, yeah. like 80s lowrider style or whatever. So yeah, I haven't really heard much about the R9, but it, man, if 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 we get something like that, it it'd be pretty exciting. And I think Yamaha would sell all of them, you know, just like the R7. So I think um, so. Um, let's see. The only other thing I have on Laguna was the, yeah, the extended race with super sport. I mean, for us, it was, it was a great race. I'm, I still have a little bit mixed emotions on that. I, I mean, I love the idea of an extended race, but it is, um, it is a, quite a bit of a different mindset. I mean, you have to have some different equipment for it. Obviously some quick change, um, yeah. entire you know, strategies. So yeah, I mean, I get it. It's, it's part of racing now, whether that belongs in the super sport class, I don't know, but um, for us, it's been very good and, and we do, I mean, CJ is just this crazy ultra athlete. So for him, dude, his heart rate, like never got over like 35 during the entire race. I mean, it's just, he's a stud when it comes to that. That's awesome. So for us, those races really play well into our hands. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just some people I know aren't big fans of him. I, they are, they, in the moment and they're, they're very, very exciting. So yeah, I don't know. I I do I do like them. I guess if that if those are going to continue, I kind of want more of them. I think because yeah. equipment and it's like we do a lot for just a couple of races. And if we're going to do them, I'd kind of maybe want the schedule fifty fifty. They something. should do like an endurance series like that. And also, I think as a fan of this shit, I I, I kind of wish they would ditch the time uh, the minimum time bullshit in the pit stops like that kind of takes away some of the fun of it you know and and i think it's i i don't know i i mean i i did hear and this is kind of lame but i did hear one of the timing scoring guys kind of bragging about how much money they're raising on pit lane speed limit fines which i think is a little horseshit Forget, but i i think i think i think cj is uh definitely donated to that fund a little bit more yeah dude and but like on the endurance race thing i mean they come in for a pit stop you know i mean you remember the old daytona races and stuff where the dudes would come in and then you know and they're like 100 plus mile an hour down pit lane that was awesome like what's going on now it's like they got to slow down to forever and then they sit in the pits for like a minute or whatever and then they got to go out and they still got to pop up all the way down. That to... is the longest walk of shame. God <laughs> damn it. Yeah, yeah. that's brutal. That's yeah. Brutal. So I wish they would kind of sort that out and make, because the pit stop thing, you know, part of an endurance race thing, the pit stop is like. That's actually part of the competition. Yeah, dude. Your team's preparation. And for us, I mean, honestly, our team kicked ass at that. They were super competent. They were super fast. Um I mean, we had it, we had it going on in our world. So for us, that would have been wonderful if we did not have a time limitation on that. So there was another, there was another commenter about the, um, Sean, Sean Summers actually sent this on Facebook, but he said something about, uh, you know, motor America 
should bring all the classes, you know, like the the junior cup and the and the stock thousand guys kind of got the shit into the stick. Um, you know, I, I don't what are your comments on that? In in like just in all the classes per yeah, I mean because uh, you know what happens is I think what is it stock thousand didn't get any West Coast rounds. Yep. You know I you know I think I think um Moon America's in a spot right now where they're throwing some darts. Yeah. And they're throwing some darts, obviously, on the Harley and the hooligan side. Um, you know, there's also the BTR program, which, you know, wasn't wasn't necessarily at Laguna, but I mean the BTR program also has, you know, time. So they're throwing some darts right now to see to see obviously what the fans like and also to see where the money is. That's the reality of it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That said, it's tough to see some of the like fundamental classes that um, um, we know are in some ways more of a development class that kind of get left out a little bit. So, yeah, yeah it, is, it is tough. But the bottom line is there's not room, you know, there's just not room for, for, for all of them. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and I, uh, I do have I a couple have, of I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for that because I mean, I, cause I, I like all the classes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a lot going on with stock 1000. I mean, there's been a lot of stock 1000 riders that have gone to Superbike, right? I mean, right. that's been a very good stepping stone yeah. for, for that. Um, I think junior cup needs a little bit of an overhaul in my opinion. I think junior cup, the, the disparity between junior cup and twins and 600 is, is, is big. Um, I think Junior Cup needs a little bit of an overhaul with with the direction of where that class is and the kind of the spec of the bike as well. well I'm um, starting to see that new Ninja 400 show up at track days stuff. Um, what do you think? I think I've talked about this before, but what do you think that's going to do to the little bike classes, that bike? It's going to punch them all in the face. It's going to make people cry, right? It's going to make people, it's going to make people ball their freaking eyes out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, but that, that class... Uh, that class is where that the balling lives, right? I mean, I, when I was running, when I was part of government, to quote Stefano Mesa, um, you know, the, the the little bike classes were always like the biggest pain in the ass. With yeah, the, I mean, the riderships are like when the I remember when the Ninja Three Hundred came out, it was like it was war, dude. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the Ninja Two Fifty days. Yeah, uh, I remember that thing. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I think that um, uh, I think that 400 is 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 a great bike, and I think that I mean the problem is then they're, they're the only ones making it, right? So then yeah. it'll turn into a spec class. Not that it's not a spec class now, except for of course Rossi's on a, a KTM. But I don't know. It's I, I do think that class needs to be looked at a little bit. The spirit of the class is fantastic, um, but the bottom line is to Sean's the Sean's comment. There's just not room for all of them, and I think Moto America is right now throwing some darts to see what honestly what the fans like and what the OEMs like and where the money is. I think that's the reality of it. So I'm, I'm getting a couple of comments agreeing with my thing about the pit stop time limit, time minimum stuff. So it seems like I'm not the only one there with that. I don't disagree. I mean, I, 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 I mean, again, as I said, that's part of, I mean, that's part of the competition Yeah, is the team's got to have their shit together. Yeah. So I mean, it's, you know, practicing your pit stops. Do you have the right equipment? I mean, we're freaking, you know, you know, guys in our team are like filing stuff just perfectly. So the wheel literally, you know, you can point the wheel at the rear of the bike and it falls in place. Right. Yeah. I mean, just all that work to get everything correct. 
So I, I think that is a big part of it. And they've taken away the ability to have that as part of the competitive. I mean, I mean, look what a difference it made for, for on Josh's side. You know, oh yeah. Hayes had the front wheel chains. That was an issue. And so again, I just think it just shows you how competitive that part of the, that dynamic of the endurance races, extended races. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, the extended race, endurance race, whatever you want to call it. I, whatever. I, I, it would be cool to see more of those, you know, I, maybe the whole season should just be nothing but those everywhere. Well, on our team, uh, we're all in. It doesn't matter. We're all in. Bring it. You know, like I know Richard would be like, yeah, I'll... Richard probably starts selling tanks, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> he makes them. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We, 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 we got our, I mean, we have our full endurance set up and yep, I, I, I get it. Yeah. Um, I, there was a guy at Laguna yesterday that had bought uh, the Attack Yamaha Daytona bike that Camp P raced. Um, uh, was it Billy, Billy Delu? He's kind of an older 250 guy, but um, yeah, he was out there on Camp P's bike and it still had all the Daytona shit on it. The Daytona gearing, the tank, everything. Oh, and he's riding, it, he's riding it at a track day at Laguna. <laughs> awesome. Get after it. Yeah, this is so funny. Um, but let's see here. Uh, yeah, people are talking. They're like, uh, oh, Bearded Jixer made some comments. So um, thank God. I was worried. Yeah. Uh, we were wondering where that guy was, right? Um, so he says, as a fan, he likes to watch the Stock Thousand because those bikes are closer to what he can actually race. And he actually comments that he doesn't have that, quote, Dustin Coiner money to race a superbike. And um, yeah, my response to that is I'm poor, actually. I just don't do anything else. So... I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, so that was kind of the cool thing about Supersport and um, and even Stock 1000 uh, was that that was more like um, uh, it paralleled more sort of what that what the amateur racing scene had. And it was always good to be able like an amateur could dive into Supersport a little bit easier. An amateur could dive into Stock 1000 right. a little bit easier because they would just be able to take their club equipment and roll right into it. And, you know, still kind of that way with stock 1000, it's gotten a little bit more complicated, but it's not. That it used to be that way with 750 super stock, right? Or yeah, 750, right. right? Yep. Yeah. The days, yeah. And you could run your 600 and 750 and all that. Yeah. Now you can run your thousand in the 600 class. I'm not sure how that all got yeah, back. Anyway. Well, only if you're on a Ducati though. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so weird that the, that the super sport class, the, the Ducati is basically 10 years ago was a super bike. That's weird, but, you know. Yeah. Anyway, it is what it is. Or maybe it yeah. wasn't ten years ago. Maybe it was twenty years ago. But whatever. But yeah, to to, to bitter bearded Jixer's you know comment is yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. Stock, Stock one thousand was, you know, the local club guy could show up. Yeah. And I mean, this is, I I mean, I always loved this part of Moto America, right? The the local club guy could show up, and he actually, if he was quick, he could be you know a top ten or potentially better, you know. And, and not having to make a gigantic, you know, fundamental changes. And I think right now we're a little bit, it's a little bit difficult to have that happen. I mean, because yes, yeah. we have less than a thousand, you know, uh, races, um, even junior cup is tough because you got rev limiters to deal with super sport. Now you're getting tricker bikes and electronics and all that. So it is the, the, I think the gap between club racer and Moto America is, has definitely changed a little bit. So um, August Nord has a couple of shots fired. She says stock thousand is for slow old guys. 
And uh, oh. she says, FYI, I'm getting an R1. So that's kind of yeah. funny. And then um, RPM Azing says, it's funny that they neuter the pit stop so there's no possible competitive advantage, but then they let the bikes have 24, 25 more horsepower. <laughs> I mean, again, it is, it is weird, right? I mean, so, yeah, yeah so... So to, to that's Chris Murphy. To Chris's comment is, yeah, so maybe it's the R6 advantage is we get a shorter pit stop. How's that? There you go. <laughs> there you go. You might be onto something there, man. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, for us, every race will be an endurance race and all the big bikes, you know, get an extra 30 seconds in the pits. How's there that? you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it, like the Ducati, it's easy because they only have, they have a single-sided swing arm. So it's like the rear tire chain is easier, right? Yeah, well, we'll have to, you know, as they do, um, I'm trying to think of something funny. Well, as they do balancing rules, they'll have to actually balance that by using hand tools on that instead of an impact gun. Yeah, so yeah, the, 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 <laughs> yeah, there you go. So that's part of the balancing that those bikes will have to have hand tools instead of being able to use an impact. How's that? Yeah, yeah. Somebody says make R6 is great again. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so you know what? Let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, I know we were we kind of we kind of did our little ten minute thing before the show started, and um, you know, we 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 kind of wanted to revisit a topic that we talked about previously a little bit, maybe extend this conversation a little bit. Um, uh, talking about so you want to quit? <laughs> so I mean, there's a couple. You know, we've talked about it, right? Like. You know, you know, you're you've plateaued. You're like, I'm spending too much money or whatever. You, first of all, doing math when it's when it comes to racing motorcycles, that's the first way to bum yourself out, dude. Don't do math. Just think about it in the cash your fun dollars. Yeah. So a couple things. I mean, there's so much to this. Um, so I, I'll get on my little I'll get on my little deal here. Is yeah, it's funny because that was a great that was a really a great. Um, um, uh, topic and actually, I started. I've already started penciling a podcast for that. It's oh yeah, it'll, oh yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, so there's a lot there. So I think you have to look at it a couple ways. And I'll start off with saying that I know a lot of cool people. I know a lot of cool fucking people. Yeah, and these people have done some amazing things in their lives and in the world. And if all, everybody, they all want to ride motorcycles. How many people do you know that, that maybe and you get it, Dustin, because obviously you got a track day company is you, you may know somebody they're not riding anymore, but like they're, they're like their avatar and whatever is still them riding. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's all that's, that is the highlight. And there's there yeah. really is nothing that replaces it. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. This happened actually just this week. So I'm good friends with the track on one of the track owners at the Ridge. And he's, he's a car guy, right? So he's been into motocross his whole life. Um, he's heavy equipment operator. He's got a company that does that. And then he ended up buying into the Ridge and he's a car guy, right? So he's done yeah. open wheel, NASCAR, blah, blah, blah. And so he got on a BMW 1000 last week and he got to do some laps at his racetrack and a BMW 1000. He calls me at the end of the day and he goes, God damn it. Why did you not tell me this was this fun? He goes, I'm buying, he goes, I'm in. He goes, I thought, I thought everything in my life was cool. This is the coolest thing I've ever yeah. done. And so here, this guy's obviously done some cool stuff. And again, I've known fighter pilots that, that 
you know, that all they want to do is ride. And they basically stated that riding at a high level, riding motorcycles at a high level is harder than being a, a fighter pilot. So you got to realize that one, we're doing something insanely cool that everybody really wants to do. And it really is the pinnacle of, of motorsports. Yeah. Um, when you look at everything that goes on with motorcycles, the other thing is it's really hard. I mean, it's really hard. And it's, it's not hard to get started. It's hard um, to get going like faster, well, you know, yeah, like I think being so, fast is hard. Getting okay, fast so, is hard. I okay, thought there's, there's, there's a couple things there. One is you're right because you get on a bike and like this is the coolest thing in the world. I can't believe how awesome it is. And then let's say you're, I'm going to make it up. You go to button willow and you're like, dude, I did a 215. This is awesome. They need to do a 210. They need to do a 205 and you are stuck. Yeah. And suddenly it's kind of not fun anymore. Meaning that you, you're obviously getting a little bit competitive. And so what ends up happening is that you, you, I try to steer all that guy. I always try to steer that guy towards racing because I'm like, dude, you want to get faster? Go racing. Well, racing will make you faster for sure. The problem is a lot of times, depending on how competent the guy is, he'll just go faster doing more stupid shit. So, so you got to be a little bit careful with that. The guy has basic fundamentals and that's awesome. But you know, we don't, we, what we don't want to do is have the guy go faster if he's making a shit ton of mistakes. Yeah. But what we look at is realize, okay, we need, we need to embrace that this is a sport and it's not, it's not a bro lifestyle, right? This is a sport just like you would bicycling, right? I mean, it's like, if you're going to go ride 200 miles, you know, in one day, you just don't go get on your bike one day and go, dude, I'm going to ride 200 miles today. No, you freaking train for it. Right. Yeah. It's just, and by training for it, right. It's, it's the process. So, you know, my biggest sort of, um, advice, I guess, to somebody that is either getting in this or is thinking about quitting is embrace the process because the process is where you live. That process is actually where all the shit happens. Yeah. And the process that the process is, is really what happens. You got to put your base miles in, dude. Dude, that, that, that's it. You got to put your reps in. Yeah. The thing is, if you, you, if you embrace that process, then that that's actually the fun part. Cause a lot of times we, it stops being fun when you stop going faster. I mean, that's really the reality of it, right? It stops being fun. You stop going faster, but you don't take the process on of going faster. You just hope you're going to go faster. So I, I, I've had a bunch of conversations like this, and I, I wanted to kind of back up what you were saying about the dude at the Ridge. You know, on my way to Laguna for the Motor America Weekend, I stopped at Button Willow, and I had like an impromptu meeting with Les Phillips um, Good old for, Les. for like an hour and a half, right? You know, Les is awesome. Like he's a cowboy. The dude's awesome. So, uh, but he also he just gets shit done, dude. He does. I really have a high level right. of respect for Les. I do too. And um, he was telling me he's like, yeah, man. You know, he's had some eye surgery shit. Like one of his eyes is just fucked him over. You know, he's an older guy, and um, he's like, I'm gonna sell all. I don't care. I'm gonna sell all my fucking race cars, but I'm never getting rid of these bikes. <laughs> I mean, and he does has R sixes. He's got an R one. He's got like a brand new BMW. I mean, that dude has been out. He's come out and ridden with us before. Um, it's, it's, it's again, back to the guy at the yeah. range. He's like, he goes, I've done a lot of cool shit. He goes, nothing replaces coming onto the front straightaway at the Ridge on a BMW 1000. He yeah. goes, he goes, you can buy that, but you can't buy that. That he goes, right. you can't explain that to somebody of how rewarding that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
going back to the quitting thing is, is, you know, a lot of times we quit because it stops being fun. Well, why does it stop being fun? And one, you got to go back and look at your goals. Why, why are you even doing this? Yeah. Right. And a lot of, a lot, you know, it's funny, a lot of uh, the things that are holding you back are the things that are holding you back and, and you don't do anything about it. Right. So there's processes, there's, there's things that you can do to improve, but if you don't embrace the fundamentals, then you don't embrace the process of getting better. You're, you are going to be stuck and then it's, and then essentially it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be fun. So, and yeah, I mean, the bottom line is you, you, you stop liking it because you're not good at it or you're meaning, meaning when you say good at it, you're not, you're not meeting your goals. You're not where you want to be. But the problem is you can't complain about where you want to be if you're not doing anything about it. Well, my thing is, I'll, I'll be straight with you, and you could uh, you could talk shit about me for this if you want to. But you know, I, I've gone through this a lot. You know, I actually had a conversation with Hawk Mazota like a month ago, and he's like, "Dude, how?" He's like, "Have you ever like wanted to quit?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, like a dozen times a year. Like, what the fuck?" And um, I, I don't really do this so much anymore because my bikes have all this nanny shit on them. But I would try to when I would get to that point where I wasn't having any fun anymore. And I wanted to quit. I would like try to induce the fun by being a just a gigantic goon. I mean, literally turn the wheelie control off, and I'd be like making eye contact with the camera dude, and just trying to bunny hop the wheelie bump, and just being a just. And then all of a sudden, my confidence would go up, and then, yeah. and then I would do it the same times being a giant goon as I was doing trying to kill myself basically. So then, when I would stop being a goon, I would even go faster. So, and that would always help me, but, um, maybe that's, that might not be the best way to do it. No, no, no. I mean, it basically gets you, it puts you in a different mindset. I mean, I always say, if you want to have fun, get on a slow bike. They're just, I mean, you know, then your brain has time to process stuff. And I know you don't want to do that, but that's, <laughs> get on a slow bike. That's how you mean you want to have fun. I mean, the most fun that we've ever had literally is three, three guys on stock Ninja 400s. Really? I mean, oh, I, 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 I had a good time at, at not this past circus but the track day circus last year um there was like three of us that went out on our sevens on the perimeter at miller that i mean uh, and we had a good time we we had a great time but you know like me i i like i like fast bikes like you know i want the thing to do bad stuff on purpose and you know yeah um, we we do a bunch that always gets to be fun yeah so like for me turning, uh, I mean, is that like a common thing or is it, you know, or am I just. No, 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 no. There's, there's, I mean, the problem, we'll see the problem is honestly, you're, you're kind of at a different level where. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, 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 no. What I mean, <laughs> what I mean is you have enough time in, you've got enough reps. Yeah. In where I could put you on a stock ninja 400 and in five laps, you'd be hauling ass being like, okay, like, yeah, that's fine. But what's next? Yeah. I get it. A lot of people don't have some of those fundamentals that are built. So they get to do it in an environment that is not as fast paced, um, that their brain can absorb it. And then they can start to train at a level that their brain, their brain can absorb it. And that that's the fun part when you start to be able to learn and then be able to take that and put it in another, yeah. another environment. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's, again, there's, there's a whole, there's, there's a ton of it, but yeah, I mean, the bottom line is quitting is, I get it, but you got to go back and ask yourself, what are your goals? Long-term goals, short-term goals, where are you at? Are you in a position to execute those goals? Are have you, I mean, have you actually had a conversation with yourself? Are you ready to improve? Trust me, 
you'd be surprised how many people are like, ah, yeah, actually, I don't really want Have to. you sought out training? Like, have you sought out yeah. coaching? I mean, yeah. even the top level dudes have coaches. So, you know, have you, have you, you know, have in you done one-on-one? Every- one? They're so easy to get coaching now. Yeah. In every discipline. Right. I mean, I have story after story of people that um, either wanted to quit but they didn't know how to get better. You give them a process to get better. Yeah. Or you have people that literally should not be riding a motorcycle. Really, they shouldn't be. But you give them technique and you give them reps. And guess what? They get to be pretty damn competent. Right. So anyway, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's, I, I think there's always something. There's always, everybody's got to answer their own internal question, you know, what it is for them to want to quit. But if you're not having fun, there's a lot of ways to answer that. A lot of ways to bring your fun back out of it. Yeah. I mean, I always try to just force it because I, I, I love doing this. I love riding motorbikes. It's like the best thing in the world, you know, and I've been doing this club racing thing and track that dude track days is over. Like we're 23 years old now. That's crazy. Like my track day company is older than my, some of my customers. It's like so weird. Um, you know, like, uh, my, the track days company's old enough to drink now, you know, like that's weird. Um, and I've gotten old doing it. Like Welcome I, to my world. Yeah, Welcome to my world. yeah, I started track days in my twenties, dude. Like, <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah. So, uh, the quitting thing, this, the, the subject of that comes up a lot, you know, and I see customers come and go and, you know, it, there's that endless cycle of attrition for club racing too it's like they they come out they do their track days they do amateur they do expert and they're done right so you know there's a little bit of that too but you know trying to combat that attrition and ridership has been something i've been trying to work on for years and there's not really like a i haven't really discovered a secret sauce to keep people in does that make sense it does make sense. It does make sense. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I like, I mean, I've looked at that issue a lot because obviously it's a big part of our sport, right? It's a very, right. uh, um, uh, it's, it's, it's just a sport that, that has, um, a lot, a lot of transient, right? It's a very transient deal where people are just in and out of it. So trying to figure out a way to keep people in it. And yeah, I got a few ideas about that. All right. Well, I guess I'll have to watch your show. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. So the other thing is, and obviously I've got an event coming up this weekend at Button Willow and I'm getting text messages with the for, with the forecast for the weekend. It's like 110 or something crazy. Um, you know, I get a lot of commentary about like, oh, dude, are we going to do beat the heat schedule, this and that? And, you know, can we start at eight? I'm like, bro, it's already like 95 at eight, bro. There is no beating the heat when it comes to that. So, uh, but I did have a guy ask me, um, like, what do you do to train to be prepared for, to ride in the heat? And, you know, I'm like, start drink, start hydrating now, you know? Um, but what do you think, man? What do you, what's, what's the Ken Hill, how the hell do you ride in the heat message? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I know it, it sounds pretty easy, but yeah, dude, if you want to get good in the heat, you got to be in the heat into things, but you can't be in the heat. Oh, like two days before your event. Right. So these people that want to go to Buttonwell this weekend and they think they're going to get used to the heat here on, you know, Wednesday or Thursday before the event. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's too late. Um, your best bet is to do exactly what you said, which yeah. is to, to drink a lot and then stay cool in between your sessions and limit your sessions. But 
it's um, yeah, you got you basically got to be in the heat. I mean, you've got to you got to expose yourself to to being out there. I always had an advantage, like you know, being being in the Sacramento Valley and then having to race at Button Willow and then having to race at Thunder Hill in the middle of the summer because I'm already in it. I all you know, I had back to back races. You know, sometimes two three races in 100 and whatever degrees. And I always had a little bit of an advantage because of like all the Bay Area guys were were not used to it. So it, it just it just bottom line is getting acclimated to the heat, but it takes time and yeah, you got to you got to train for it, just like you got to train for the sport. Which we you know what's that. weird is uh, I, I'm kind of hearing a parallel there because uh, of cycling because uh, you know I, I ride with a couple of buddies that uh, they're like I don't climb. I, you know, if you're going to do a flat spin, I'm in, but I don't climb. And like, how do you get good at climbing? The only way you could do that is start climbing, right? Like it's yeah, the same there's shit. A, there's, there's a, there's a joke in there, um, which I'll tell you offline about, um, tell me online, dude. No, it's, uh, it, there's, there's a, really, I'll tell you all right. Um, well, it's, Pussy. it's, uh, <laughs> it's the blowjob theory. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. the blowjob theory. So like, you know, if, you, you know, it's like, how do, how, do you, how do you think they got that way? Right? right? They cut the reps in. So, wow, dude. Well, you, you asked. Yeah, I, there, it, you know, this is this show, right? Like, okay. So it's, I mean, right. So it's like, you got to put your reps in just yeah. like anything else, dude. So, <laughs> I mean, to your point of, yeah, I mean, you want to get good at climbing? Shut the fuck up and start climbing some hills. Yeah, right? dude. I mean, that's just, Perfect. that's just what it is. So I, trust me, I, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. The heat thing, you got to get acclimated to the heat and you can do it. There's a thousand different ways you can get acclimated to the heat, but it takes time, you know, obviously before the event, you're not going to, you're not going to create fundamentals at the event, right? You're not, you're, the idea is you're trying to bring your fundamentals out at the event. Yeah. You're not going to create them at the event. So you're not going to try to, you're not going to get used to the heat by showing up on Saturday morning with your, just turning your air conditioning off on the way to the track. That's not going to, that's not going to yeah. do it. So, you know, the best thing you can do. Yeah. It's, it's making me laugh because like uh 20 something years ago, my friends and I did some uh, endurance race at button willow with CCS and we're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to train. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like the weekend before and we still hadn't trained at all. And so we're like, Dude, oh, I mean, let's play a pickup game of basketball the weekend before. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it, you're actually better off doing nothing. Yeah. It's like so in the cycling scene, like, it's like, it's like, I haven't done my intervals for this. You know, I got a race coming up this weekend. I had a month intervals to do. And, you know, four days before the event, I better start doing my intervals. Actually, you're better do, off doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> do nothing. Yeah. So in this case, you know, if they show up and it's that hot, yeah, make sure you're super well hydrated limit your laps, right? You know, you can do an out lap and then say you do four flyers and come in, right? And then come in, get cooled off, drink a lot of water. And there you go. Yeah. So, uh, sure you got some comments now. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. True North says water and carb load the day before, uh, the day and the day before the day before the day before. I'm like, yeah, water, I mean, water is nothing. I, I, I kind of like over, like I drink, I, I'm a weirdo maybe, but like I start drinking probably more water than I need like a week leading up to a, a super hot event. And then, you know, basically every session I'm hydrating. I also have some stuff from cycling that I use. Um, yeah. That 
stuff kind of helps a ton. Yeah, drinking the day before does nothing. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you need. You, I mean, it can help a little bit, but yeah, you need you need some reserves from at least three days. Yeah, uh, and then of course, you know, having something the day of that does help replace. Um, you know, does help. Replace and and like you know, and and that something shouldn't probably be something filled with sugar, um, and caffeine. You know, so the monster energies you probably leave those things at home. Um, they're not going to help you. Um, Gatorade has a lot of sugar in it, even though it tastes good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, um, you can. I mean, there's, there's a tons of, there's tons of drinks like that. Even Gatorade, if you, if you half and half it, fifty fifty it with water, yeah, it's actually not horrible. Yeah, uh, and you're, you're, you know, you're using it for the day, right? And right. So it's not like you're yeah. drinking at all. But fifty fifty that is, uh, is, is fantastic. Or drink one Gatorade and then chase it with the water. There you go. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, that kind of so, works. Yeah, so, yeah, if they if they haven't trained for it now, they're not going to get it by the weekend. The best thing to do is mitigate it in you know in real time. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, let's see here. Oh, Pinky um, for the heat. Pinky's suggesting uh, she's talking about uh, this person's talking about uh, there's a track day company about I don't know, thirteen years ago or something that did a track day at night, and um, you know. Uh, I'll, I'll just lay it out for the track day at night. Uh, it is a possibility, but it's a gigantic pain in the ass. You know, we, we, we actually were the first ones to try to suggest that, to test it. And Willow Springs was kind enough to allow us to test it. Um, and we're like, yeah, give us the exclusive on it. And they're like, no. And literally right after we did it, they told these other guys and they did it. But they did it at Streets of Willow. And we were wanted to do it on the big track with lights and shit. And the reality is you got to to light up the track like you see at um at Qatar, right? To light it up like Qatar with like those portable rental generator tra uh light things, you need a shitload of them. And then you end up having to put them out in areas that might be impact zones, and it's a lot of money and a lot of time and it in your track day that you're used to spending 180 200 bucks on, you know, might double because of all of yeah. that. So to do a track day at night be cool but at the same time do you really want to have a big generator trailer in like the impact zone of the track that you like to ride on i don't you know yeah we've done we've the car guys up here in pacific northwest because it gets dark so late they'll do stuff at five o'clock till 9 30 but honestly at five o'clock it's still freaking hot right i mean yeah you know it it, it, it like if you did five o'clock at button willow and go hey we'll go to five to nine thirty it's still 100 and freaking seven degrees at five right so right that's not really that's not really doing you much and i know chuck wally used to do some 7 a.m things but that was also i mean there's no beating the heat dude when it's this no, time of there's year there's no beating the heat so nope. you know get out there and ride like we used to race all year round at willow man it'd be yeah. like july i mean dude, I dude july <laughs> i remember standing around at willow in my chones because it was hot as balls but oh, we still raced yeah, dripping through your leathers. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been, oh, I get it. I've been through there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, oh, Mark Knudsen saying that uh, he says he works. He works at least a week out um, on the East Coast due to the humidity. So, yeah. Um, you know, dude, they're dealing with heat and humidity. Imagine that swamp ass. Been there. Yeah, been dude. There. Me too, bro. Like, <laughs> me been too. There. So you got Brainerd up next, right? When, when yep. is when is Brainerd? Uh, Brainerd is not this weekend, but the weekend after. And uh, you guys have a pretty good plan of action there. Or... 
Yeah, we actually had a pretty good result. There wasn't a lot of racers in the 600 racer last year, but we had a good result lap time wise. And one of our big metrics is, is we look at how far back we are from the winner. Okay. So that's a big metric that we use for improvement. And, you know, it's, it's funny that that is, that's a huge, that's a huge metric. So, um, you know, you can look, look at world Superbike, look at MotoGP and see, like, say we're the top 10 guy is how many seconds back from, um, from the winner. Uh, so that's, that's a metric that we use. And we had a really good run from Laguna on last year. So improving on that this year is going to be rough on us, but I'm, I feel we're in a very good place. We've got some new things with the bike or a new direction with the bike. Uh, that we're liking CJ's changed his riding technique a little bit to adapt to that. And we're, we're very happy. I mean, we like what, it, what you want to talk about what he's changed and sure. um, so we're actually um, we're working last year. We worked a lot on rear suspension settings and a lot of it was mainly to get the hold hold the bike up in certain areas when CJ would go to the throttle, how the bike finished the corners. And part of it, it was CJ has still not, or had not at that point really developed his, his ability to break, I mean, Moto America hard. I mean, that's a good way. I mean, that's just a blunt way to say it, but that's the reality of it. And we've spent, you know, off season, two off seasons working on that. So we're actually running, now we're kind of done with the rear, working more on the front. We're actually running a much, um, I would say lighter fork setting than what people might think about on an R6, but we're, we're playing with ride heights and preloads. And the feeling that we're looking for is how he can use the brakes, how he turns in with the fork in a certain spot. But what we're looking for to get a jump on the 750s, we actually spent, actually, I'll send you this video. I did a video where I did a deep analysis on hand speed. So I did, I did multiple tracks with multiple riders, including championship riders, where from the minute brake goes to zero bar to the minute their hand gets to say positive acceleration. I mean, you have to pick the right corner, of course, you have to have the right, the right data to look at. So from brake release back to when they pick the throttle up, how many tenths of a second that is and finding out what the optimum time is for that. So we're working on brake release, how hand goes back to the throttle, but also how the front of the bike, how we get the right geometry at that point, so the bike continues to steer as we add throttle. So in CJ's case, we're really working on hand speed to, to oh, minimize man. that and to keep the bike turning. Um, so that, that is actually where his biggest improvement is because think about it, if you've done this, right? You've braked so late and so hard, you know, you're like, oh my God. Your eyes like, get real big. You're like, fuck, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make it. Okay, I made it. Right, but the problem there is that you end up holding onto the brake too long. Yes. So think about having it's like whole, a safety blanket, dude. I get it. But the idea is braking like that every time you go to the brakes, but still being able to get off the brake to have the correct roll speed, the correct slow point, the correct direction. Yeah. And the correct throttle. I mean, that's dude, that is, you know, mind blowing how much you have to go through there. So with him, we're working on the bike that works better in that range. It gives him the feeling that he wants to be able to execute those things. So working a lot on that hand speed on brake release back to throttle while the bike finishes direction. That's all. Yeah. Like yeah, that's all. That's, that's all. That's it. Like, yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, fucking, I, you know, with the, with the, extra, with the extra grip last weekend, I was getting massive drives up the hill from five to six. And then I, I found myself cooking in there pretty good. And I, 
I ran yeah. wide a couple of times. I was like, shit, dude. And then it's pretty yeah. wide there and you can get away with murder a little bit, but man, it was like not pointed the right direction. Cause you know, I just, I, I had to pick up a little bit more brake pressure, you know, and I didn't, oh, hell yeah. and I didn't realize yeah, it. We, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'll do. just break a little bit more. And then, you know, Oh. We do a lot of, I, I mean, I do a lot of work on that is studying again, hand speed, even, even from when the hand moves from say 20% throttle to hundred, like how much time it takes to do that. And yes, it's corner specific. I get it. Yeah. But we still spend a lot of time understanding how, again, how fast the hand is moving and is it obviously moving in a way that's not giving up throttle blah, 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 blah. So, wow, yeah. man. Well, Ken, it's been a good chat, bud. Uh, just as always. Uh, take care yeah. of that lip, dude. We don't even have any more. That, that's it. No more questions. That's I mean, easy. there's like, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, it's. We'll do a couple. Let's do a couple questions. What What does Mister Hill do in Motor America? That's what Pinky says. Like, you don't know? Do you not watch Pinky? Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really blessed to be in the position that I'm in, which is I get to be me. Which is I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Um, so I get to be a little bit of uncompromising asshole. I get to be a little bit of mad scientist. Um, and I get to do all these things. So it's, data it's, guy, it's, crew chief. Yeah. So basically what it boils down to truck is, driver, trailer, cooler washer. Kind of, kind of, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm rider coach, um, crew chief, uh, and, and data as well. And of course, I mean, there's times I jump in and work on the bikes as well. I'm so lucky to have a great set of people behind me. I, I can't, they allow me to be me. And, um, you know, the bottom line is we look at CJ's results and CJ's results, um, have obviously we, we keep getting quicker. Guy got, I mean, he's, he's, he's a badass. Well, it's because you sorted the M&Ms and only give CJ the blue ones. That's, that's it. Yeah. It's the complete silver bullets of this sport. Well, there's, yeah. <laughs> yeah the only, what's the joke, right? The only other thing that the only other, the only other, the only thing that ever works is work. <laughs> That's, right. that's, that's, yeah. So yeah, I, I have got a lot of varied roles. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm blessed to be in the position that I am. I don't have one specific, I mean, I have specific roles and they all overlap uh, a little bit. So there you go. Right on. Well, what I else? wish, I wish you guys the best of luck at Brainerd and, um, do you have any final thoughts? I mean, I've got, I've got one more thing I, I gotta say just because I'm doing weird stuff now. Um, obviously I'm still doing that. I'm still training for the San Francisco to LA thing. I think I have, I think I've raised almost my whole $3,500 thing. Um, I think I'm a couple hundred bucks short. So uh, click on the, you know, click on the link in the description. Well, here, I'll say, I'll, let me, let me interpret that. People donate. So Dustin shuts the fuck up. Let's do, yeah. let's, I think that's a better way to. Uh, yeah, to... that. And then also, you know what, dude, we just, uh, we just did a deal with KYT and, um, you know, I've oh, already, nice. I've already been on their helmets for the last couple of years. And, uh, I did a deal where we're going to attract days events. We're going to have an inventory of them. So you can come and buy a KYT and get a good deal on a helmet. So, um, just ordered those today. So I should have them in a week or so. So at the neck, not this weekend, but next button willow will have them. Awesome. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously talk after Brainerd. Um, yeah, it'll be, Brainerd's a Brainerd's an interesting place. So that's we'll, a, we'll, we'll you betcha, it. you betcha. Yeah. Oh, Don't yeah. you know? <laughs> Don't you know now? Yeah, it's like watching oh, Fargo, dude. Like people actually oh, say that shit for real. Like you betcha. Like when I hit, yeah. when, when I had a guy yeah. tell me that at Brainerd, I was like immediately texting my wife. Oh my god, somebody just said you betcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I'll tell you. I mean, I don't know. I I I like that area, but anyway. I do too, man. It's it's yeah, it, it's, it's it weird, is, right? It's like water park stuff, like dude. We it is well, it is. It's basically like people are trapped in their houses for you know eight months out of the year. They have four months just to completely <laughs> let loose. We we left there last time. When we left there, we took the kind of the you know the back of the the, the hot pit coming out, and there they have a little lake in the middle of the like. Yeah, so there's a drag strip. And there's that little lake. There, there were there were snowmobiles on the lake drag racing. Snowmobiles. I mean, I like, they're uh, the the fans at Brainerd are crazy too, right? Oh, that's an understatement. So yeah, Brainerd would be good. And I guess yeah, I guess I mean we'll, we'll again we'll talk after Brainerd. Yeah, yeah like just, I want you to I want you to tell me what the craziest fan shit that you see in Brainerd for the next show. That I want to see that like. All right. You know, the I'll, guy that uh, comes with like an old school bus or something, and like I'll see if I can take some pictures of yeah. that. Yeah, uh, we could I'll, share I, them. I, we could share them on the live. Yeah, that gives me that gives me a little bit of a task uh, to uh, to have, but uh, yeah, I guess I mean I'll I like to you know close these with with you know people understanding that they really can go as far as they want in the sport if they want to do it. If yeah. you want to do it, the resources are there, and. I mean, I'll, I'll, at some point I'll put, I mean, we got to put it back on you, right? I can't ride your bike for you. Dustin can't ride your bike for you, but, but it's, it's, we'll put it back on you, but all the resources are there. The training is there. The equipment is there. I mean, it's, it, you can go to a track day like Dustin's, you know, you go, you can go try on helmets at Dustin's place. My track day company, you can go ride. There's, a, there's, there's South Sound that brings out demo bikes, right? You can, what bike do you want to ride? You want to ride a Ducati? There you go. You want to ride a BMW? There you go. I mean, we have an ice cream social this Saturday. Dude, well, I'm saying Master Freeze is coming and bringing root beer floats and shit on Saturday night. Son of a, I'd do that. Anyway, the bottom line is it's all there. That's how you beat you, the heat. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you have. It's all there, but you just have to go. Yeah, do it. yeah, so. just just do it. Don't be a pussy, yeah. right? That's 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 it. That's it. And you know, again, there's there's so many people that wish they were us. And there are so many people that, that would like to be doing this sport. And it is, I've done a lot of cool stuff. I know a lot of people have done a lot of cool stuff and this is, this is at the top. Yeah. I, so. I hope to have something good for you at the next show too. Cause I think, I think I might get to ride the super bike again. Oh, I'll talk to Richard Brainerd. We'll see if we can put an Ixnay on that. No, I'll, I'll I Richard, think I've already have- ridden it by then. Yeah. Well, oh, good. Well, Richard's helping me out with a couple of things. I, I got to report to Richard. Richard's, Richard's, um, I got a couple of things that Richard's helping me out with yeah. on, uh, on our team that I'm going to try to implement. Right on, man. Yeah. Well, good. cool. Good chat, Ken. All right. I'll see you at the next one. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Dustin. All right, buddy. Dude, good show. Yeah. I feel good about it.